Hello, my name is Charlie Gross. Welcome to week seven of Charlie's Creativity Podcast. This week's cast is dedicated to my excellent office staff, Kathy Bartles and Susan Harner. I couldn't do what I do without their outstanding assistance. I'm blessed. Today's cast is about creating a vision. I'm using a portion of John Cotter's 1996 book called Leading Change. John Cotter is the Konosuke Matsushita Professor of Leadership Emeritus at Harvard Business School. He lays out an eight-stage process for leading change in an organization, starting with establishing a sense of urgency, creating the guiding coalition, and developing a vision and strategy. Today's cast is one about developing a vision because it is a key issue that I'm wrestling with in my position as the acting executive presbyter for the Presbytery of Donegal. I'm keenly interested in ways of casting a vision and gaining momentum for serving the Presbyterian churches in this area. Dr. Cotter's premise in leading today's organizations is based on not going it alone. For this reason, he states that a very important first step is to create the guiding coalition to help shape and form the vision. To create this guiding coalition, one must pay attention to the team's membership. He speaks about four criteria, position power, expertise, credibility, and leadership. For position power, the question is, is there enough key players on board, mainline managers and the like? For expertise, the question is, do you have the right mix of viewpoints and areas of expertise? For church work, do we have a range of experience levels and enough spiritually grounded people for the task? For the credibility piece, do we have well-known people with stellar reputations? People that are trustworthy and solid. Finally, for the leadership criterion, are there enough proven leaders on board the process? People who have led initiatives in the past. Proven leaders. These are the criteria for putting together the guiding coalition. These are the people that you need on the team to shape and mold the visioning process. Dr. Cotter then deals with, with the issue of creating trust and teamwork in this guiding coalition. Without a solid and substantial base of trust, the whole process is doomed. Trust and teamwork take quality time and quantities of time to develop. People need to work together, play together, pray together, and understand one another's strengths and shortcomings. The process of visioning deals with head work and heart work. Both are essential for a good outcome. Dr. Cotter also talks about the requirement for a common goal, a compelling reason to come together. Often the compelling goal is a commitment to excellence, an urge to be the best that you can be. This push creates energy and enthusiasm among the team. 
It also helps to get team members to transcend their own parochial interests, their own agendas. Once this guiding coalition is in place with a compelling goal, the visioning process is possible. Now, the vision is essential for healthy, growing, vital organizations. An effective vision brings, brings people, efforts, resources, and abilities into focus. An effective vision creates synergy, the 2 plus 2 equals 5 or 6 phenomenon. According to Dr. Cotter, an effective vision has six characteristics. It is imaginable. It's a clear picture of what the future will look like. It's desirable. It appeals to the long-term interests of all the organizational stakeholders. It's feasible. That is, it's attainable. It's focused. It is clear enough or tangible enough to guide decision-making. It is flexible. It can be adaptable to the changing culture or circumstances. And it is communicable. It can be explained in five minutes or less. So to summarize, an effective vision is imaginable, desirable, feasible, focused, flexible, and communicable. The art of creating an effective vision is very hard work. It takes lots of time and struggle to do well. Dr. Cotter has found that an effective vision is often started by one individual thinker, but then crafted, hammered, molded, and modified by the guiding coalition. It's done with lots of head work and heart work. It's not all hard, cold logic. It's a combination of the soft skills, too. Dr. Cotter provides an, an exhibit, uh, exhibit four in his book, that lays out the process for creating the vision. It looks like this. The first draft is produced by an initial statement from a single person or small team. It reflects both a dream and meets a need. The first draft is then worked over by the guiding coalition with research, conversation, dialogue, testing, and prototyping. The draft is worked over best by a highly effective team. When a team is functioning well, the best results are achieved. This team not only works the draft vision over with research, but also with feelings and the heart work. How does it feel and how would it work in real life? Now this process is messy, time-consuming, and meandering. It can take months and years to produce an excellent guiding vision. But eventually, if the team perseveres, the vision will be imaginable, desirable, feasible, focused, flexible, and can be expressed in five minutes or less. The Presbytery of Donegal is deep into this process in a number of ways. We have a transition team who have conducted about 20 holy conversations across the Presbytery. They were getting at the, the head and heart knowledge of the Presbytery in a way that values our way of being, our Presbytery values, what's important to us. The Presbytery Council is coming together in new ways of prayer, spiritual direction, conversation, 
listening, and discerning. They are trying to craft mission priorities for the Presbytery. In their own way, they are shaping a vision for leading the Presbytery into a faithful future. The second half of the book, Leading Change, talks about communicating the vision and implementing the vision. I'll save that for another time. May God richly bless you this week as you seek to serve in a creative way. Goodbye for now.